This is The Brunch. This is The Brunch. Please welcome Rob and the GDC. Hello, welcome to The Brunch with me, Rob, and the GDC. On the podcast this week, I speak to queer music specialist and host of the Outloud queer music radio show, Kenny Fitzpatrick. He tells me about his work supporting queer artists and what else needs to be done. Good morning, Kenny Fitzpatrick. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? And where in the world are you, for those that don't know? It's where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Um, <laughs> I am in Canada. I am in Nova Scotia, and I am just outside of our own Halifax. You have a Halifax too. We do. I've never been there, and I've never been to yours. Um, we have a lot of fish. <laughs> Well, that's all you need to know. Um, So our listeners probably know you best as the host of Out Loud, but Out Loud is part of something much bigger called the Q Review. Uh, Can you just explain a bit about what that is? Um, Sure. Uh, So it's so so convoluted sometimes. Uh, When I made... When I made the decision to kind of really get into music more, I've always, my background is in education. And I was involved in post-secondary education for about 25 years, um, working with uh, university and college students across Canada, but primarily in my the, own, the university setting that I was in. Um, and when I decided that, you know, to make this move, it was because I wasn't seeing or actually hearing um, queer artists anywhere. There was, you know, maybe a handful that you could count on two hands, but I knew that there was much more out there especially because I had been involved in music so much. So there's constantly releases happening, but I wasn't seeing any out artists uh, and queer artists uh, anywhere. So I really wanted to kind of pull the layer back on that and uncover where these artists were, because as an, as an educator and as a youth advocate, I know how important it is for, you know, our youth and not just our youth, but, you know, anyone to see themselves represented in all forms of art, um, and and that wasn't happening. So I kind of set it upon myself to to start looking at that and you know pulling back and seeing where these artists were. And you know I didn't discover like one or two. I discovered hundreds and hundreds of artists that just didn't have a voice or they weren't being played or they weren't being heard. So I I, I said you know this is this has to this has to change. Um, I recently did um, and. Uh, on you on your show on art on out loud on queerly um we had morgan um and you know when i was when i first saw, came across morgan as an artist i was just like that's what we need more of um so q review became this this entity you will call it where <laughs> I was trying to support artists by giving them a platform and a place to be heard. I, I had no interest in being billboard or anything like that. That's not what it's about. It's about marrying advocacy and education with music so that in one respect, you're supporting artists and, and not just music, I mean, comedy, whatever, but um, giving them a place so that they know that people are seeing them, that they're hearing them, and that there's somebody out there who who wants to help them. But also on the other side is advocating for better representation, stronger representation, um, and showing our youth and, and our community members that, you know, our, our artists are out there. And they're creating world-class music. They're just not 
getting a mainstream opportunity to be heard. That is a bigger hurdle and that's a bigger challenge, but it has to start somewhere. And what what do you think the problem is there? Where do you think it lies? If I take off, and, and I'm not trying to be controversial uh, at all, um, it's just, I think, this, the, the state of things as it is. We have um, an industry uh, in music that is designed and it has been um, created and it still exists in this way where, you know, there's the 90, the 95% um, that never really get a chance to be heard because the 5% or, or even less from an industry standpoint is what will make money. So, you know, that's, that's right across the board, not even just taking queer into consideration. When it comes to queer, um, you know, there is a certain level of okayness in queer. So, um, you know, if you fall within the, the perfectness of, of what maybe the industry classifies as marketable or lucrative, um, then, you know, that's, that's great. We'll, we'll work with you. Um, or if you're willing to bring yourself down as well, um, then, then we'll work with you. And that's a generalization. And I know that there's a lot more outlets out there who are getting better at this. Um, but there is still a whole world within the queer dynamic that the industry doesn't know what to do with and I don't think is really interested in it because they don't see it from, um, you know, a, a monetary standpoint um, where it is marketable or, or lucrative to be able to make uh, money off of. Um, so it's kind of sat in the corner. Um, you know, there's there's artists and I, I would say in the UK, there's some really incredibly dynamic artists that are that still struggle to be heard um, outside of a queer realm. But even within the queer uh, realm and queer media aspect, our own queer outlets don't necessarily give room and give space to our queer artists. They're more likely to run something on, uh, you know, a high profile uh, non-queer artist who has a, a big queer fan base, but not necessarily on our queer artists. So what's, you know, and, and the majority of the population only hear what is kind of, you know, driven to them. Um, and they take that in, whether it's just regular radio, satellite radio, whatever. Um, and they don't necessarily get a chance to find out who all these other artists are. Um, one of the things that always impresses me and, um, you know, the reason that uh, I love having Out Loud on Queerly is just the extent of your knowledge and the, the work that you've done to find these artists you, you you're like an encyclopedia <laughs> I'm not <laughs> entirely sure how you do it um so can you just just tell me a bit about like what's happening in Kennyland um to make the Q review a thing because it must be incredibly complex you must have to keep track of so many different things I I don't sleep a lot. I love wine and coffee. <laughs> um, it, it is. Uh, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm a little bit of uh, one part that kind of atypical personality who's kind of like, I've got, you know, a dog with a bone and I'm going to go for it. And the other part of it is, um, I think the advocacy side of me really understands that this is important. And it, it, it's, it's something that you can't 
you can't pay lip service to. You can't go into it and say, I want to help and then say, but I'm only going to help at this kind of level. You kind of have to go for it. So it's a, 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 I think a bit of a fight within myself uh, to begin with. But I, I spend a lot of time just talking to artists and, and, you know, following hashtags, following leads on different things to find out who's out there. I try to, you know, keep track of as many artists as I possibly can. And I also try to genuinely listen to what it is that they send to me. I feel bad a lot of the times that, you know, somebody will email me, uh, you know, here's here's my new uh, song. And I will at some point like sit down and listen to it, but I don't necessarily have all the hours in the day to be able to respond to everyone. So I feel bad about that because I had to put, you know, like a, a, an autoresponder on my email just simply because I couldn't keep up. But that's a good problem to have um, in the sense that it shows you just how much need there is and how many artists are out there. Um, so I spend a lot of time researching. I spend a lot of time listening. I always have music around me. Um, I, I try to listen to, you know, everybody's playlists or my own playlists and, and the music. Um, Friday mornings are a fantastic, you know, it's time for me where I just put on everything that's new that comes out. And I've kind of really, uh, in, in, in a sense, I, I'm sorry if for for the non-queer world out there i i try to listen to things every now and then but i've become almost a hundred percent queer listening um because i i do need to know and i do need to kind of know what's happening out there um so yeah it's it's it, the, every day is a little bit different um some days are recording some days i'm at the radio station um when I leave the radio station, it's funny because then I'll package the shows um, for for yourself and for um, Australia. And I keep looking at other outlets too, where we can make some inroads. Cause I feel that, you know, if, if somebody's out there and needs a show and we have one that's going and people are, are catching on to it, then, okay, let's, let's do that too. And um, a lot of it is just me creating and trying to just, have conversations with with people to to see what's going on and and kind of what else could be done but sometimes i have to check myself and be like you are only one person <laughs> <laughs> you are human after all you will this die comes as something some as a, of a relief to me um, <laughs> um so just on a sort of practical level we know out loud the radio show but what are the other elements that make up the key review and, and those things that you're creating each week so, um, so the, the Q review, so there's the website, um, and I'm really trying to make a concerted effort to drive, um, uh, traffic to the website now as the kind of a, a source uh, spot for everything. Um, you know, there's the new release calendar. So artists can actually upload their own new releases there. And I'm switching the calendar over soon to make it even easier for the artists. There is no one place that you can find out new releases for queer artists. And again, I know some people would say, but shouldn't it just be all music together? Yes, that would be lovely if if things were a little bit more balanced. But if you are somebody in a rural area that has no access to anything and you want to listen to something, 
it's good to have these kinds of outlets. Um, there's the playlists, of course, and I try to create different playlists. The new Queer Friday playlist is where everything that comes out that's new that's Friday goes on the playlist so that people are getting a chance at least to say that they've been playlisted. And I'm trying to kind of increase the the monthly listeners um, as I as I go. I'm, I'm zeroing in on, on 900, I think, or something somewhere around there, uh, which is a struggle, but it's good. Um, out Loud is now an umbrella piece. Uh, so there's Out Loud, the original podcast, which we still do every two weeks. Um, and what we're doing is diversifying that a little bit away from the radio show. So um, the radio show really is about there's new music out. Um, let's talk to these artists. Let's make sure that if you're going to take an hour this week to listen to new music, we've got something from a, a real good variety for you. Um, and I'm just about to out add Out Loud the, the video show so that's <laughs> i know eh because why not because i need more <laughs> um and so i'm working with a, a company to uh have uh, a weekly show um uh, and it will be probably about a half hour to start because i i've got to manage that um but it will be more of a, a music video show. So we talk to the artist and then we kind of introduce their music video. It's a chance for people who don't necessarily follow on YouTube or maybe listen to radio to have something different. I keep thinking of different avenues that um, artists could be heard through. Uh, there's also the BuzzMag relationship. So buzzmag.ca, thebuzzmag.ca. Poor Antoine L. Hesham is going to be in despair with me for if I don't get it right. <laughs> um, so I'm working with Inspired Media and through their BuzzMag um, imprint to have a blog um, so that it's it's a little bit more of like, you know, a different, again, a different audience who's looking to find new outlets for, for artists and, um, and new music, but they're not necessarily Spotify Spotify savvy or don't want to sit down and listen to a lot. They just kind of want to get, uh, you know, here's 10 songs, go. Um with that, there'll be other kind of things that will kind of get involved and, and, and brought into it. But um, there's the Q32, the music chart, which is a weekly music chart. Um, there's the QTube, which is QTube is a video series of interviews, which will probably what will go away when the out loud video series comes in. And we'll, if we do QTube, it'll be more for an event uh, with panel discussions with artists and things. Um, I can't even remember. I'm trying to think of what else is out there, but um, there's 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 lots. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot. <laughs> I can't quite believe it. Uh, Kenny, we've you've talked a lot about kind of the challenges that queer artists face. Um, something I was sort of going to put to you, just as a bit of a, a, a point of discussion, is that uh, I feel that once queer artists break through, they're they're often kind of celebrated now for being out and proud. But I wonder if that's a kind of misconception on my part and actually whether that kind of uh, outness and uh, approval is quite a fluid concept depending on where that artist and their music is being promoted. Is that is that something you've encountered? Yes. Uh, yes and no. Um, so when they're out, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit dicey. In, in one respect... Um, they move from being an artist to being not just celebrated, but it can get a little almost like tokenism um, to, to a bit. Um, no artist wants, they want to be known as an artist in their own right. They want to, you know, they may be out, they may be proud, but 
that's one part of them. The music and what they're creating is really what they want to be known for, but they also want to, you know, they feel responsible and they feel um, like they need to advocate for their, their community. Um, And, and not every artist is comfortable with that. And you see that kind of happen where even though they're out, they don't do a lot to talk about it or they don't do a lot to to not necessarily champion it but they don't make everything about it and i think there's a a bit of a you know a balance there um because you know it's it's great to celebrate people but at the same time you you don't want to you know make them feel like oh well we need a queer artist here so we have to go we this is the three that are over here so let's go grab one of those three uh, rather than finding finding others um because they will feel that and then there's you know nobody wants to feel resentful towards things um but i i also would say that you know there's i think a bit of this all right you're out and we're celebrating you but there's a line. Let's not go too too past this line, because then you're getting into that too queer kind of of territory um, that we we don't we're not comfortable with. We're we're not sure about. We don't necessarily you know want that. We want this version of it. And I think that that happens. Um, and probably at the the highest levels, it, it probably happens a lot more. Um, and I haven't had any of those kind of conversations, but I have had conversations with artists that have been told to tone it down and to make sure that, you know, when they're talking about it, that it's, you know, comes from this kind of place. Or It's, it's unfortunate because the world wants to, the loves to say the word, be your authentic self. But when your authentic self doesn't line up with what the media and and society says is you know acceptable well then authenticity is kind of like we don't want that we you know that goes out the window <laughs> <laughs> be authentic but not too authentic exactly <laughs> message. right um and the the point you made uh, there about kind of if it comes down to tokenism um i guess that's that's something that you know an artist should always be in control of is is the degree to which their queerness is part of them as an artist or not. And it's, that should not be something that's being kind of outer directed. Yeah, I, I completely, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a part of who we are. Um, and, and it's, it totally should remain in the, the hands of the artist as to how much they're comfortable with and how much they're not comfortable with not showing. Um, I, it's it's they are peop they're people and this is part of who they are as people and you may have an artist who's incredibly quiet and um, not someone who's a, an extrovert but their extroversion comes out in their music um, but when they're in interviews or when they're in in media um, they they're quite reserved because it's just not a comfort for them to be you know regardless of of queerness to kind of be out and and you know obnoxious or or, or anything like that or just be loud um, but there's a bit of this kind of you know we want you to be uh, uh, look a certain way, be a certain kind of thing that people are comfortable with. Um, not everybody is that person. Um, so that doesn't mean that they should be ignored 
for somebody who is. But at the same time, and I'll take Little Nas X as an example, and and uh, Montero and the video, um, you know, it's I mean, <laughs> Little Nas X came out and. It, it was one of those things that, you know, people were kind of, you know, good with. And then all of a sudden, there's this level of his queerness that he's embracing and who he is. And some of the pushback starts to happen. And, you know, the the butterflies out of the out of the cage. Um, there's there's no need to try to wrap him up again. Let he's out. He's an artist and, and he should be free to experience that to what level he wants to. Um, Lil Nas X is quite a, a good uh, kind of example for my next question, really. Um, so, I mean, one thing you're great at on Out Loud is showcasing music from queer artists across all genres. Um, and I think it's, it's fair to say that, you know, with pop music, dance music, disco music, it's a sort of more comfortable space for queer people. But when you get to things like country music or hip hop or or heavy metal, uh, that's where I think the real challenge is happening. Are you seeing sort of progress being made in those areas, which traditionally have not been very queer at all? Yes. Uh, to uh, So I love, okay, so I'm not a country music fan, but I love the fact that queer country is coming on strong. I love this. I, I love it because... It's showing that there is a community within a community there. And I think it's it's fantastic. I think it's fabulous. Um, country is very much historically a good old boy's place for music. I always kind of refer to it as the football of music. Um <laughs> Where it's kind of like, oh yeah, you know, gay people, but there's not there there can't there can't be queers in, in country music. That's just not where they hang out. Just like football, um, of course there are. There people love all kinds of music, and you start to look at, um, I mean, over in the UK, you've got Tommy Atkins, uh, who's really kind of, uh, you know, taking care of of the UK queer market and and country music as as an artist himself. In the U- uh, U.S., we've got you know artists like Chris Hausman. Brandy Carlisle did so much for Americana in, in terms of of queerness, but again, uh, you know, there's this level of okay, yes, you can, you're you're like the other queer or the other country artists, but let's not get too too crazy, right? Um, in Canada, we've got Sean Richard, we've got Drake Jensen, um, and really, what you see is. We've seen women kind of in country music before, but there hasn't been a lot of men. And now starting, we're starting to see more men, uh, which I think that the comfort level within themselves is starting to, to kind of grow, but also within their different markets. But I will 100% say to you that I've had conversations with artists who have said, you know, the challenge for them in their songwriting is still there because they will write authentically and they will write a song and it'll have same sex pronouns. But when they tour, you know, every artist wants to play, but when they tour, they may have to change up the lyrics of their songs based on where they're playing. Cause they're not a hundred percent safe or feel a hundred percent safe that it's going to be welcome so that they're in a space where they may have to switch up the pronouns um, just to make sure that, you know, as an extra added level of, of safety, which in itself 
is, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tragedy and it's horrifying to know that an artist has to do that because for their own personal safety. But I mean, we're starting to see things shape and change more, but we're a long ways off. If you look at queer rap, oh, rap and hip hop, there is some movement happening in that area of the world that is you will find queer rap artists who are so ready for a fight. They are not going to be told to sit in a corner. They are ready to take it on. There's there's a a, a fire that's that's coming with them and they want to hit it as hard as, you know, anybody would would consider rap to be, you know, hit. Um that that they're, you know, I think that they've they're coming from an intersectionality of populations where whether it's music, whether it's socioeconomic, whether it's from a race standpoint, they have been, they're, they're tired and they're angry at times and rightfully so because they've been sidelined so often. Well, it's good to hear there's progress being made. Clearly still some work to do, but uh, also amazing that the artists have, as you say, the fire behind them to to take on that fight. Um, and, it, and it must be exciting f- for you and your position with the Q Review to just kind of see what's going on around that. It's it's really exciting. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's very affirming uh, to know that I mean, you get into this and if anybody who's doing a blog or who's doing anything like this, you you can't go into it thinking that you're going to be a messiah of this kind of stuff. You have to go into it really understanding that, you know, other people are going to get involved and it really is about the whole community lifting each other up. Um, So when you start to see the, the changes happen and really when you start to see people feel you know, that their their comfort level has risen enough to say that this will be a challenge, but it's not going to stop me. I think that's what's really rewarding. And that kind of comes back to my education background is, you know, watching students who have may have come from, you know, a, a background where none of their families went into post-secondary and they may be a first generation student in post-secondary. That can be really, really scary because, you're you're the first one who's you know maybe gotten a degree or or going for a degree a you know a, a real confidence starts to come out that you know you're 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 growing as a person and you're you're changing and you're you're staking your claim in, in a way and i think that that kind of um really that human growth uh is really great to watch and see and i think that's a bit of the reward is to watch the not just the industry because the industry is so so big, but the community within the LGBT umbrella um, start to kind of support each other a little bit more and realize that we are all in this together, and that's a really great feeling. Well, it certainly comes across uh, on Out Loud when you listen to that show with the guests you have on there, the conversations you're having, and as I said, the the variety of music that you play. Uh, it, you know, it feels it feels like you're you're kind of bringing that bigger world of queer artists to to everyone, um, and that's you know that's a wonderful thing. Uh, Kenny, I have to ask you: when you are not, <laughs> which doesn't sound like there's much time when you are not tied up with the key review, what what else do you like to do? Oh man, um, well, I, I mean, pandemic aside, because that has really caused 
a, a, such a change in all of our lives. Um, if, if no pandemic was there, I mean, I'm, I've, I've left behind the days of, of needing to be, you know, here, there and everywhere. I I'm so happy in, in my own kind of world, but if there's a beach, I'm on it. If, um, you know, if there's a, a, a movie with any kind of superhero, alien, sci-fi kind of aspect to it, I'm watching it. Uh, comic books. I'm a big, big comic book nerd. Um, I love creativity, and I, I also love to just be outside and kind of just kind of exploring. Um, there's nothing better. I mean, music is always with me. I wake up with music in my head in the morning. I go to sleep with it in my head at night. But there's nothing better than when you've got a really great day uh, and, you know, you can go for a hike and I just put on the music and I just trudge through the, the woods, through trails and whatnot. I really like that. Other than that, yeah, if you find me a bottle of wine in a good cafe and a, and a, and a, 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 bal- a balcony, not a balcony, a patio, um, I like that too. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way, all over the place in a good way. Um, All right, well, uh, Out Loud is on the way today at midday and 7pm on Queerly Radio. So don't miss that. Kenny, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and have you on the show. I, I mean, I can't wait just to see what you do next. Uh, it, me me too. Uh, <laughs> it, it may require a straitjacket, but you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Kenny. A pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks very much to Kenny for chatting to us. You can keep up with everything he's up to at qreview.ca. We're back next week with our first birthday special. Um, Sure to be a show full of surprises. You can listen live on Queerly Radio Sunday morning from 10 or catch up with all the highlights on the podcast next week. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, why not leave us a review? Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 